0: Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Christopher Palmer on the line, and he's a photographer and founder over at C. Warren Gallery and C. Warren Travel. Chris, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are we doing, Adam? Thank you for having me. Man, I'm looking at you're at Scott Eddy's Instagram, who referred you over to the show. He's been on the show a couple of times, and I had him on recently, and he told me, hey, you got to get Chris on the show. And I'm like, why? So I can be teased a little bit more on all these amazing <laughs> pictures and travel and everything else you're doing. How are you doing, by the way? Are you in a ship, or where are you at?
1: <laughs> I'm actually home, sitting in front of the PC, looking at many files. We actually just got back from Antarctica.
0: Wow. And... It was my
1: seventh compliment, how many photos,
0: how many photos, I can't even name photos,
1: we're never going to say files. We're going to say terabytes. (laughs) Oh oh
0: my gosh. So like (laughs) 10,000.
1: Wow. It was absolutely amazing.
0: It was wow.
1: (laughs) It was absolutely just incredible. I mean, we left from South America, so it was kind of like a little more South America intensive. Then we kind of did a cruise through Antarctica on Princess, and it was amazing, man. It was on a sapphire. I think she holds about 2,600 people. And like you said, it was a fully book vessel. So it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There's only, I think it, it's definitely, I don't even know if it's a 0.05% of the world actually gets to see Antarctica. Wow. And I was one of those people, so it was absolutely amazing to experience.
0: So there's Sea and Gallery and Sea and Travel. So I'm guessing the travel side is obviously doing like travel photography and things like that. What's the Sea and Gallery part?
1: So the Sea and Gallery is, I guess, one of the many branches that I have. It's kind of dedicated to ocean photography. Mm. And ocean photography, I was kind of born, not, I mean, I was born and raised in Philadelphia but i went down to jersey all the time with my dad he had a vessel he had a boat
0: Mm. and
1: we'd go fishing all the time and so fishing ocean and photography was always my passion Mm. and basically i guess it was maybe about five six years ago i meshed both of the passions together of the ocean and photography Mm. so honestly before i worked on wall street for 21 years my office was out of boca raton florida And before the office, that's how I would get prepared for the office. I know it doesn't sound realistic to go in the ocean and, you know, just go out there and get hit by the waves in the morning, but I can honestly, that's the one place I can go clear my head is when I'm behind a camera. That's all I can think of. I'm just totally immersed inside the frame, whatever I'm taking. Now for the ocean, i shoot waves. I'll do long exposures. Anything that has energy, I love to do it because it's the ocean. You can stand in the same spot every day for 365 days a year, Mm. and it's never going to be the same. Mm. So it's just something that draws me back.
0: Wow. And so was it, I don't even know if this is a good question. (laughs) Was it hard to leave your trading desk to go travel the world and enjoy this other passion?
1: Well, it definitely spun around in my head for many years. And I got to say, I'm blessed with an amazing wife, an amazing family. Mom was a little tentative about me leaving a, you know, a good paying job,
0: having lineage with the company for over 20 years. Oh, wow. You were there for a while then. So that's, yeah, they're right. That is a tough decision then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, as everybody, you know, goes through changes in life and everything. And unfortunately, I just see my father passed and my mom Mm -hmm. had a major stroke. And it gets you thinking, you know, how many years do we honestly get on this earth? How Mm -hmm. many years, how many days, how many minutes do we get to enjoy basically walking this earth and just taking everything in? Mm -hmm. And it took me definitely a couple years, and I'm going to definitely say a change in the market, to finally exit the finance business and follow Mm -hmm. my passion.
0: Man, so I'm guessing that your friends, your coworkers, everyone around you is just so supportive and they're like, oh, this is the best idea ever. Uh, <laughs> we're there because yes. I'll tell you I'll tell you on my end they were not they were like Adam are you crazy I was in finance almost 14 years before I left and and I nice. went into media full-time so I've been in media now eight years going on and they're like you're gonna have a podcast you're gonna write books you're gonna what have you lost it you manage almost 200 million dollars are you crazy like you worked your whole life for this you got all these licenses and C F P and series seven, six, sixty three, twenty four, like or twenty six, like I'm like, like you're things. gonna go, you're gonna go do all that what all these other <laughs> things you just did and you started another first. So that was my story. So in your end, how did it go for you? Like give us the real here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, the people in the trading desk were. They didn't realize it. I mean, I didn't tell anybody. I remember still the the day.
0: Okay, was, that's the story then. Okay, there has to be more. Your finance people—they were like, "What? You're going to do what?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's—I worked on a
1: trading desk, and if there is any inkling, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I managed a large position for the firm, mm-hmm. so I prop traded interest rates. I prop traded the banks. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of give an inkling that you're leaving and you have all those, you're handling all the money. I was on the wholesale side dealing with the institutions. Mm -hmm. You're kind of asked to leave. So I remember it was December 27th. I had a T-shirt that the wife bought me. And it said, I called in seasick. I remember I walked into the office and I seen Stefan. And he's like, Uh, oh, this doesn't look so good. I'm like, nah, Stefan. <laughs> you know, no Brooks Brothers, no polish. You know, yeah. flip flops, board shorts, and a T-shirt. He's like, you taking a day off? I'm like, Stefan, I think I'm taking a couple days off. He's like, really? I'm like, today's my last day. He's like, no. Mm. He's like, are you sure you don't want to take a 30 day break and come back and think about it? I'm like, no, Stefan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it now. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to give you a week. I'm not going to sign the
0: papers. You think about it. I'm like, Stefan, I'm I was, done. Wow. So then you're done. What did that first like that first day look like when you were like, maybe day, week, whatever? When did it hit you? Well,
1: I got to say something that usually a father-in-law will not do. He was supportive of me leaving. He loved my photography. So I called him. I said, hey, Bruce, I just quit my job. He's like, congratulations. He's like, you want to go to breakfast? I'm like, sure. Now, you know, working in finance, you usually don't sit down. I mean, I had business lunches, but in 21 years, yeah, maybe 10 lunches. I mean, there were clients. And I remember sat down, we had a champagne, and he's like, congratulations, you're going to enjoy this. And that's where it all started. And I guess, honestly, where it hit was, driving home, I stopped at the beach. The beach is one of the places where I always reflect and I just clear Mm -hmm. my head. I stood there at the inlet. And, you know, that's where the ebb and flow, the tide comes in and out. And I'm like, this is where it's all going to start, man. This mm-hmm. is where it's all going to start. And then I got nervous. <laughs> that's good. That's <laughs> I'm like, good. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, you know, being a finance, you know, my brain's always going. I'm of doing something i I'm like, this is the first time in 21 years I – Got nothing on the schedule.
0: I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do I do?
1: What do I do? You
0: asked, I think you answered my other question. Did you have a book of clients lined up or like what
1: No, do? I worked on my book for many years, my, okay. so to say, gallery, the fine arts. So I did have everything lined up. I did, honestly, I did have a couple pieces sold before that. So the corporation was open while I was still on a desk, but I wasn't really – to say manning it It was just there getting prepped for the future and i came home i got the computer out actually i think it was an ipad Mm. and started to look for art shows Mm. so i'm like all right so i'm gonna go out to these art shows i'm gonna sell my work and it's gonna be easy i'm like this is gonna be easy so when you realize what goes into these art shows it's it's not that easy man yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of just thinking. A lot of, I do overthink a lot, as you probably tell. I want everything perfect. So, you know, weeks of preparations for my first show, I'm like, you know, up to midnight doing this. And I'm like, yeah. To my head, I'm like, at least the office was, you know, eight to five. You know, being on my
0: own we're kindred spirits the first thing I thought was as I, once I left is I'm like my whole life for the most part ran on the market so now that little bit of pressure that's done when the, it closes and you're okay whatever like maybe it was a good day maybe it wasn't whatever but it's at least there's a little bit whatever that percentage of pressure is off it's off right you can't do anything of course. but now it's not done ever <laughs> Because you're an entrepreneur and it never is done. (laughs) And even when it's good, it's not done.
1: (laughs) No. It
0: means there's more to do because you're being successful. (laughs) So it's definitely not done.
1: Well, I think, you know, it sounds like you have a great understanding of that. I mean, honestly, a lot of entrepreneurs and especially people come from finance, Mm -hmm. we know we have to keep that pedal down. If you let off that pedal your client's are going to go away. You always have to search for new clients here or there. You always have to be scattering. You always have to be out there on the horizon looking to see what the next trade is, what the next customer is, you know, who moved my cheese. You know, you know what I'm saying? Don't get stagnant. Go always out there and trying to find the new assets or whatever it is or the new photo or new clients. So I took all those years of experience in the financial industry and kind of plugged them into the photography. So I'm not going to say I think I'm a pretty good photographer. Yes, there's a lot better photographers out there than I am. So with any industry, anything that you do, you have to have passion and you have to have the drive. You don't have the drive to put yourself out there, to get the artwork in front of people, to stand in front of corporate clients, like, you know, whoever it is. You have to be willing to put yourself in uncomfortable positions mm-hmm. and you have to expect to fail. So that's what, you know, being in a finance industry, we learned, I'm not going to say learn to fail. You have to expect to fail, but you have to learn from that fail because mm. you're never going to have a perfect life. It's how you recover from it.
0: Did this one feel different, though? And I'll tell you where I'm coming with that question, because we spend I can think about myself when I was, you know, you spend even with that failure, you're dealing with the analytical side of the brain, at least in my case, like and I'm getting for your case, too, because you're on the trading desk. So now you had this creative outlet originally that obviously you you would sold some things you had done, but it wasn't for keeps like that wasn't your your main source of income necessarily. So it, it the, the stakes weren't as high. So when you face rejection and the stakes are higher and you're on the creative side, like, was that different?
1: Well, yeah, because.
0: Different, isn't it? I know it's different for me. Like I'm thinking about like the first when I moved to the creative side and now I'm doing this podcast and they don't like my podcast or they do like it or whatever, there's something going on, right? So it's like, and I'm like, who am I? Like, this is like, I used to be pretty calm and cool, but that was all analytical side. Like you can reject me all day long. I'm right. I know my numbers, right? I know this. But now when you're the creative side, especially, well, podcast, whatever, art, photography, that's subjective, right? So it's different.
1: Correct. That's a 100% great point. I mean, honestly, as finance, we can put numbers in numbers, and we can show and say, hey, this is a good bond. This is a good investment whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And we
1: know we can hold it in the books. We know we can say – And maybe you it, don't you know, get the
0: sale, but you know that what you presented, you know, you knew your stuff.
1: <laughs> right. But then on the creative side, mm-hmm. this is where we start taking things personally. Like Oh, you yeah. Said, They don't
0: like
1: like my picture. I'm like, there's not a pixel out of place on this thing. I mean, it's like, this thing is like the most perfect picture. You better buy this picture. (laughs) Yeah. And then sometimes they look at this picture. I wouldn't even look at, oh my God, that picture's beautiful. I'm like, you know, the wife stands behind me. I'm deleting. She's like, that picture's beautiful. I'm like, uh. I think so too good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the thing about art. Yeah, everybody has a different eye. Mm -hmm. Everybody looks at things a different way. And you have to have as a photographer, you have to have that broad audience effect. I'm kind of niched in the ocean and also niched heavily in the travel industry now. Yeah. For the travel industry, you know, one of the hardest things to shoot out there is food. And I kind of zoomed in, kind
0: of keyed in on it, and I'm doing really good with food and beverage. Oh wow, and
1: that's really good. It's gotta cool. be hard so, in
0: general. Like, how do you like? I see your shots, and I'm like, they don't. It's a cruise ship. I've only been on a couple, and I <laughs> plan on going more. I told Scott, I'm like, hey. Like now, and now I got it. Now I got a third. I said, Hey, we got, now I got you, Chris. I'm, we need to have a podcast on the cruise ship. Who's out there. Princess, exactly. Somebody Disney, somebody's listening. I want them to take the podcast <laughs> on the cruise ship, but, but that was my aside. But my question is like, how do you shoot that? Like they don't just stop. They're not going to like close off the whole section. I don't think, I don't know. And they're like, okay, now it's time for them to come shoot. Like, how do you do that? It sounds like it's a logistical challenge. That's a good word. <laughs>
1: So sometimes we do shoot on a fly when we do mm-hmm. bring ourselves over into the corner and do not disturb the customers. And then yeah, sometimes we do have the professional shoots lined up where the restaurant's closed or we're going in there and just shooting that aspect yeah. of, you know, let's say the 10, 15, 20 dishes. But now the thing about food photography is kind of stagnant. Hmm.
0: So. Do you mean like, how do you make it interesting? I just want to. Correct. 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 Step. Correct. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm on Instagram trying to make a dish look good, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not the one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all about lighting, man. It's all mm. about lighting. It's basically background and lighting. So the lighting, you're just basically your photography is just controlling your eye. That That's what a good photo is going to do. So basically the main subject has to be apparent. And then the worst thing that actually I see a lot of sometimes is is background. So for background for me, makes the picture. I mean, in landscapes in food photography, anything like that, it's going to be the background to me, what sets a good picture away from a bad picture.
0: Mm. We do have to answer the question because if not, we're going to be, I want an email saying this, that this headline was a clickbait. Is it worth quitting your job to follow your passion? I'll answer first. I'm going to say now that I'm in year eight, yes, but years one through four, no. So I got two answers <laughs> there. What, what's your answer?
1: <laughs> it depends what side
0: of the bed I wake up on. <laughs> uh, today. It's what, uh, January 29, 2024. What's your answer today? I'll give you that one.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> seven days into editing an our questions me. I need a vacation. Like, you were just on a cruise for 16 days. Uh, like I've been editing for seven days straight. So, yes, 100%. It is yeah. worth quitting your job. It is 100%. I mean, granted, some days I want to look back mm. and say, yes, that could be easier. But also, knowing I have now been to every continent out there. Mm. In the last, what, year and a half or so with Scott, I have traveled to 30 countries.
0: I, mean, I didn't ask you that. I'm, I've am i been in the <laughs> studio, don't I? <laughs> I'm, I'm, speaking of, I look at you. Well, I, I know Scott's Instagram and I know yours as well. But for the audience that may not know yours, can you give your Instagram or, or where you'd like people to come look at your at your work? Sea Warren Gallery and Sea Warren Travel, please. Correct. So Sea Warren Gallery is going to have my fine art, ocean photography
1: And then see Warren Travel. You're going to see all my travel adventures. You're going to see my photos that I'm taking for the assets for the company. And one good thing that I know a lot of people look at people on Instagram and say, you know, are they just showing off? No. So what actually is really astounding this is actually really, really cool. I got so many viewers out there. And family members, whatever it is, I know if the person's a shut-in, like my mom, she can't walk or anything like that, Mm -hmm. people can't travel, they know the finances or whatever, so I get to bring these experiences to them.
0: Or if you're locked in a studio like me, Chris. Yeah, it's called living vicariously. We get it. I live vicariously through you and Scott. It's okay.
1: (laughs) But it brings brings light to some people, you know, Mm. the elders or or people financially not able to do it. So that's actually a little shining star that doesn't really get spoken about. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty cool to bring these adventures and these situations to people that would never get to experience it. So mm. that's kind of like, it's not, it's, it's not all about the finances all the time, sure. it's about the reward. And that part of the industry doing the travel stuff is so rewarding for me. Great. I mean, I love getting the shot and everything like that and giving the assets to the client and knowing that I did well, but knowing people actually enjoyed my work. You know, as, as a creative, that, that's, that's what we're here for, man. That, that's our passion is to get that like, so to say.
0: Well, we appreciate all you do, and I do seriously appreciate the work that you and Scott are out there doing because I do truly enjoy it, and that's why I, that's why I follow it. And so, thank you again for coming on the show. And to the audience, hey, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, I don't know if you need an invitation, or I don't know if you need me to mail you a postcard or what, but we're not doing that. Just hit the subscribe button, okay? We have many more great guests coming up, and we don't want you to miss anything. Got some good, some more guests lined up for you, so hit that subscribe. And Chris, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. And I look forward to, to following your next adventure. So thank you. Adam,
1: thank you so much for your time. I greatly
0: appreciate it, sir.